Gary read that uh, the Hebrews writer said, is a church or people of the covenant. And, and that's really how the Hebrews writer would have put it. If you're a believer in Christ, if you're in the covenant, it's possible for you to fall. Or if you don't fall, you shrink back. You quit believing in your confidence in Christ. And instead, you feel kind of bad about it all. How many ever heard this verse? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come in. How many have heard that verse before? What is the verse? What is that verse? Where is it from? Go ahead, you can call it out. Yeah, Revelation 3.20, that's right. Who said that back there? Oh, that was Hughes. I was going to say, that didn't sound like a preacher, but it's the son of a preacher. It's almost there anyway. Uh, Revelation 3.20. Now, how many know, maybe some of you know by memory, what does Revelation 3.21 say? Anyone know that one? Try this one on for size. Jesus said, to the one who overcomes, I will allow to sit with me on my throne just as I overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. In other words, the place Jesus Christ has for you is with him now and all of eternity. Do you know we have to rehabilitate our minds so much? Are we going to believe the word of God? Or are we going to believe all the stuff, right? You know, I, I was fortunate enough to play, uh, you know, well, participate. Let's say just participate in some, some sports in high school. I like that. But I had a really hard chemistry teacher, and she wrote me a failing notice. I'm being real vulnerable here, you know. Uh, not really too vulnerable. I, uh, I got this beautiful failing notice from Mrs. Maloney. Murray, do you remember Mrs. Maloney? Marge Maloney, George Maloney's wife, yes. And so she was a great chemist, and her son went to Cornell University as a chemist. I, however, went to detention with a failing notice. And I thought that if I could hide it from my dad, there was a big game that I wanted to play in that I could maybe play the game. But you know you should never try to hide things. The Bible says your sins will find you out. They did. My dad is not one that likes those kind of surprises either. I want to tell you this. So needless to say, the coach didn't have to bench me. Big Dad benched me and said, and if you ever hide that again, I'm going to do more than just make you sit on the bench. I'm going to wear you out so you can't sit on the bench. Now, back in those days, they were allowed to say those things, right? Remember those days? That wasn't timeout. That was called knockout in those days. You remember that? And uh, some of us, some of us remember that. And I have to say, never did I think I was an abused child. I felt like I earned every bit I ever got. Because I did so much more, I never got caught at, you know. Sometimes we shrink back, spiritually. Sometimes it's in our head, we feel like we got our big old failing notice, and now the Lord wants to bench us. See, how can the church rise up to its stature 
to really be the face of Jesus Christ in society. Now, I want to stop and tell you for a moment what God really would love out of you. He would like to be able to count on you to be his representative where you work. You know, the best way to get a witness for Jesus Christ where you work is on your face. There are so many people that have needs around us. You know, I, I try hard, but I have to say I, I get ashamed because sometimes even as pastors, we preach and there are people hurting all the time and then, then when it hits our doorstep, we're sensitized. But then this week as I was praying, Lord, is there a way you can make my heart sensitive to everyone in all those situations all the time? And I felt like the Lord said, well, you can't do that, but I can do it. And I can make you faithful. You can do what the book of Romans says, and you can weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And Ron, if you'll just follow me and trust me, I'll make you a witness. You see, we have three congregations. Let me just ask a quiz, pop quiz. How many of you know half of Trinity Church? How many of you know half the, the three congregations? Raise your hand. You, you know, don't, you're, you're, you won't be boasting. You, you know, you may, you may really be outgoing and know. Anybody think you know half of them? Uh, faces. Well, let's start with faces. Names get a little harder, but okay. And uh, how many would know a third of the people by face that they go, go to Trinity? You think so? Okay. And, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's not easy, is it? Is there anyone here that feels like you have every name and face that's like in our directory even? Anybody here memorize the directory? I do. I do. I, I memorize the directory. But I have to confess, if somebody comes out and I know I'm supposed to know them, you know the old preacher standby? Great to worship with you, brother. <laughs> Sister, God bless you. What else are you supposed to do? I don't know. But this is the worst. Pastor Gary, Pastor Bruce, I know you had this. When uh, they say, introduce me to your friend. And there's the person standing with you. You've been trying to get their name. And now they're asking you to introduce that person. That's what you call caught with no place to go. Right? All of us try. But then, do you know the Apostle Paul speaks about spiritual challenge and attrition this way? Let me give you the old King James tongue twister. That which I would not, that do I do. That which I would, I do not. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Let me put that right down, you know, where the cookies are on the bottom shelf so everybody can grab it. The things that I want to do, I mess up and I don't do it well. The things that I don't want to do, they seem to naturally grow out of my life. Have you ever noticed that? How come it's not easy to be a Christian in the world? Why is it that you have to go to the gym to build muscles? And even when you get my age, you can forget that. You just, uh, you just, you, you know, you're glad you can still bend your arm, you know, when you're my age, right? There are people here that are not, you know, you know, call the old Geritol kid, something like that. Not Scott, man, he could go to the gym all day. Why is it that ice cream has so many calories? 
Because all the good things you like to eat, have you ever noticed they taste so good? Strawberry shortcake. I looked that up in the diet book the other day. Ignorance is bliss. That's why they say it. When you look it up, after two bowls, I found out what damage I did, and I've still recovered. You know, why? Why does it all go the wrong way? Why do we live in a fallen world? Why are we so challenged spiritually? And then when we stop and we think about the fact that God wants us to be his light, his salt, and I think, uh-oh, I better not volunteer for that one because I think I'm getting a failing notice. There are people that have worshipped at Trinity today that have been quite discouraged about the last lackluster part of spiritual living. And we get discouraged. There are people that sincerely tried, just like the Apostle Paul tried, only to find out that the things we want to do, we're not doing well. And Jesus, he wants us to have a clear face and a clear witness as the body of Christ. Yes, we have three congregations. But wherever we are, when we walk out the door, he has a commission for you so that somebody can look at you and see Jesus. Now, he said we can't overcome. And he'll help us to overcome. But you know what we have to believe? We have to believe this promise. The one that comes to me, I'll never turn away. Maybe you've been afraid to confess your sin because you felt so guilty because of your sin. And sin does cause guilt, doesn't it? And conviction. But I want to tell you this. Are you listening? He loves you with an everlasting love. He gave his life for you. They put him in the grave, but the grave couldn't hold him. And he's still giving his life for you. You know the Bible says he stands before God's throne right now, making intercession for you. I had the privilege, and it is a privilege, to lead you in pastoral prayer this morning. But Jesus leads you in the prayer before God's throne right now. He's interceding for you. He's not going to let go of you. He said, if you'll come to me, I'll never turn you away. Maybe some of you have been hiding because you felt like you've got a failing notice. But he loves you. The Bible said Jesus is like a woman who having lost a coin sweeps the whole house just to find it. And guess who the coin is? It's you. God has done everything to seek and to save you. And he's never going to give up on you. Does that keep bad things from happening? Not right now. For a season, the God of this world, called the Prince of the Power of the Air, has the power to do evil. Christ is going to ultimately change that. He's going to redeem that. He's going to stop the rebellion towards evil. So right now, a lot of evil is going to happen. It's going to happen to me, and it's going to happen to you. But do you know in the evil... The psalm writer said this morning, I fear no evil because you are with me. Christ loves you with an everlasting love. Today's the day for you, sister, brother trying to make 
things in your life right, you can't do it. <laughs> if you could, you wouldn't need a Savior. But Jesus can do it. They overcame him, the Scripture says, in three ways. People overcoming the devil. How do we get the victory I'm preaching about? Here's what the book of the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12. They overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb. It means Jesus did it. Jesus is going to help you get to the winner's circle. Did you see the horse run without a jockey? Threw the jockey in the gate and ran the whole race without a jockey. Wouldn't you be thinking at the end of that race, I don't know as a jockey if I'm quite as important as I think I am. The horse ran the whole race without me. No, he didn't win. You'd be a good Kentuckian, Joe. <laughs> Do you know this? We think we're the jockey, but we're not because we can't. We can't win, but Jesus can. The Apostle Paul who said the things I don't want to do and I do, even I still can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, you have a Savior today. Dear heart, I just, I, I can't tell you, but I've had time to pray the last two weeks. I feel so much compassion for the people who want to have more spiritual victory, more of God, hungry for a new touch, a fresh work. Jesus said, I've come, you might have life. Now, you know what you have to do to get his kind of life? We have life, small letters, L-I-F-E. Jesus wants you to go over on the keyboard and hit the caps lock button. All capital letters. Then he wants you to take the mouse and scroll up to the font size. And he wants you to put the biggest font on there you can and then click your next one on bold. And when it comes out like that, the only way I can do it is vocally. Oh, it's not life, it's life! I did that in the first service, the little baby yelled. <laughs> That's why they have a crying room, I guess. But I didn't mean to inflict that on anybody. But as loudly as we can, Jesus wants you to have life. Shout it from the mountaintop life. All capital letter life. Bold print life. He wants to improve the quality of your life and he said, truly I say to you, the one that comes to me, I will never turn away. You overcome the devil, not because you're always going to get all A's in the category called works. You overcome the devil because you have a savior who can do anything but fail. Christ the Lord is on your side. Give your sins to him today. Secondly, they overcame him by the word of their testimony. Boy, did I love it when the ad council and the, the uh, I'm being sarcastic and I don't mean to be sarcastic and the, the finance committee and let me see the, the, the building committee said we want you to start talking about, you know, what we give, tithes and offerings and things like that in church. You've got to say something. <laughs> yeah, I just love that one. I felt like saying, wouldn't, wouldn't you really rather do that on Lady Sunday? Let the lady say something, right? But 
here's the thing. If we have a big run-up on Wall Street today, do you know who the only winners are going to be? The people who have an investment. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And what is our testimony? Can God see that he can depend on you and depend on me by surrendering our lives to him? Are you surrendered to him? And do you want Christ to be seen through your everyday life Monday through Saturday? Because Sunday, I mean, I keep you so busy in the service of worship, you don't even have time to sin in here, right? Isn't that what building one another up? You go to Bible study, you seek the word. You worship, you're seeking the Lord. And we win over sin when we do that. But in the every work of day world, we might lose, but God wants to know who will invest in my kingdom so I can invest in them. Now let's talk about <coughs> plate investment for a minute. Just, just the giving. The Holy Spirit said to me while I was riding up from Kentucky, <coughs> just share with the people how we could get it a win in our life. Don't share what's being lost. Share what can be won. I said, well, Lord, how you show me. And the Lord laid it on my heart that when you average 474, which was last, this, the, the year we just reported our statistics in, that if you just took 300 of those people, if we could be consecrated and challenged that we want to invest in the kingdom, we want to invest in the opportunities to lead people to Jesus Christ. We want to invest in mission in our church. If each of us could put $5 more in the offering plate each week, increase it by $5, and 300 giving units, at the end of that time, one year, the annual budget goes up by $74,000 based on a four-Sunday week. $20 a Sunday times all of our weeks. You get $240 a year times 10, 2400, times 124,000. We have three congregations times 100 in each congregation. You get 72,000 just by taking the step of of five five dollars lord can i invest five dollars more in your kingdom because seventy four thousand dollars makes the church take giant steps where's the giant step begin the word of our testimony and what is the word of our testimony we're willing to lay down our lives to give i'm going to practice this and I'd love for you to join me because it really is something we can do if we want to invest in the kingdom. And you know, I tell you that. I've already said, we the people, you're the ones who get the vote because it's your church. I serve you faithfully as a staff member, but it's your church. And if the church vote, votes to go this way, 
thanks be to God who gives us the victory. If the church votes to go to this way, God said, I'll put my spirit in your ear when it's time to turn to the left or the right saying, this is the path walking in it. And God is going to lead you. But here's what I know. We have to lean in. We have a charge to keep. We have a testimony. God is counting on the people he's redeemed to play it forward. And just a little bit of more consecrated investment produces giant, giant returns. I was so glad when they told me that we had somewhere around 200 visitors for our pre-Bible school meeting for this uh, science little thing we did. That's beautiful when you have 200 visitors from your community who have children. Maybe half of them will send their kids to Bible school. Maybe just five of those kids will come to Bible school. And maybe one of them will be like me who never went to church but remembered when I went to Bible school. And do you know what? Later, God used exactly the song I learned to sing at Bible school to cement my heart so that I wanted to be a pastor according to God's will. Do you know the next Billy Graham might have been numbered in that 200 people that have children? And where will they come? They'll come from a church that leans so hard into its mission that the community can hear in a fresh new way that Jesus is Lord. Okay, I'm going to stop. I looked, I was going to see if I had an amen over here when I said I was going to stop. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus saves. By the word of their testimony, people can have victory in Jesus and show other people the way to Jesus. And they love not their lives even unto death, meaning the kingdom of God for me is not just a $5 extra a week life investment. It's leaning in with everything that we have. Because when we invest all that we have, the return is out of this world, right? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I want the 1105 service at Trinity to have a clear witness for Christ so that when they see your face, they've seen Jesus, whom to know aright is life eternal. Let's stand and pray.